Hi, and welcome to the Journey Through the Generations podcast. I'm Trisha. And I'm Philip. I'm glad that we finally got on the mics for another podcast. Yes. It's, been, it's been a minute, right? It's been over a month. And it wasn't intentional. No, no, it wasn't. We wanted to do one, but there was some traveling involved. And, Correct. Um, I had just, a birthday. Yes. And so things have happened. So, um, but we're here and... We are ready to get going on this episode. So, um, so today, what you're going to talk about? Today, I'm going Trisha? to talk about today how newspapers have helped me in my research um, during this genealogy journey. Which is funny because newspapers now aren't, you know, as popular as they were. Back in the day, so right. it's it's funny saying, you know, I'm gonna look at newspapers because you just don't see people looking at newspapers anymore. Right? So no, newspapers. That, that's weird. I don't want to say they're obsolete, but most people get their information online. They don't actually get a newspaper. I think the only person that gets a newspaper still that I know is my brother. Well, and there's reasons. <laughs> there's reasons why he he gets a newspaper, which he d- really doesn't need to. He can get the information he's looking for on the computer. But or he on says his that phone. he likes to actually hold the paper and read it. And there's still a lot of people like that, so it's just not as popular, popular anymore. But it's so I know that you're looking for information. From a long time ago, when pop when newspapers were popular, but it's still funny today to hear. I looked at, you know, X Y Z newspaper. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, so, so talk about, you know, how you use newspapers and your research and and the the kind of things that you look for. Okay, well, the first time I ever went and looked at newspapers was actually in the very beginning of my journey. I went to my local library in Newport, Arkansas, and I was specifically looking for newspaper obituaries for my grandparents. They all lived and died in Newport, and so I knew that there should be some kind of record of their death in our local newspaper. So I went to the library, and this was the first time that I had ever actually been to the library for genealogy research. At this point, I had been doing all of my research online on Ancestry. It was like the first time I ever did anything um, outside of my kitchen table. Um, So I went to the library, and I had the dates that they all passed away. And so that part was pretty easy because I just gave it to the research um, lady at the desk and told her that I was looking for the Newport Daily Independent for these dates. But what are you looking for in the newspaper that's important and why is it important to people who are researching? I was specifically looking for newspaper obituaries and the newspaper obituary was, would have when a person dies, 
their spouse's name if they're married. It would have their children's name if they had children. Sometimes it has their church information because that's usually where the funeral is. It would have the funeral home because that's usually where they would go and view the body before the funeral. It would have where the cemetery um, they were buried in. It would have all that type of information where then I could go and get more information from those different sources. So it's looking for, is you looking for information um, to help you along your journey find other information, other, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So you may find you already know all the information about the person who has passed away potentially. But, In this case, right, I did. But you may find information about a brother or a sister or Correct. a parent or whatever it is where they were find in that obituary right or at least it'll help lead you to a place to or a person or a person to call mm-hmm. email that write, would have more whatever. information yeah. right cool so that was my first experience it was a it was a very good experience again i found all the information that i wanted that day um and actually while i was there I also found my parents' wedding announcement in the newspaper. I found our wedding announcement in the newspaper. So I was able to find everything, and that gave me confidence to know that newspapers were definitely something that I needed to utilize more in my research. Yeah. Is that the only instance when you use newspapers? No, it's not. Um, I went to a conference in 2015, and I learned about online newspapers. And that was when I realized that I didn't necessarily have to go be physically in the library to look at newspapers. Because before that, I thought all newspapers were in libraries or research centers on microfilm. And I thought that you just had to go to the library. But you can go online to newspapers.com, which is a subscription. You have to pay for it. Or Genealogy Bank, that's also a subscription you have to pay for. And the Library of Congress also has newspaper historical newspapers on their website and their the the library of congress is actually free so i was able to find um, an old newspaper from the 40s and 50s um, the arkansas state press which was an african-american newspaper in arkansas and back then the news was about the community. There wasn't any national news. There wasn't any world news in these newspapers. It was literally about what was happening in the community. Who met, Who got married? Who had a baby? Who died? Who was visiting the town? Who was traveling out of town? Anything that was going on with the people in the town, that's what the newspapers covered back then. And so I was able to find information about my grandfather Booker's family that were visiting in Newport in the 50s that I had no idea that he even had contact with his family at this point. So that gave me names to be able to research his sister, his aunt, and things like that. Yeah, so having, you know, access to newspapers online is really a big deal nowadays because people can get instant access to the information right. a lot quicker, right? Mm-hmm, right? It used to be where you had to go to the library and pull up newspapers on microfilm mm-hmm. or microfish or right. go look through an old... A big book that's bound yeah. in newspapers. We have those in Newport as well. So even though newspapers aren't as popular anymore, the physical copy 
of the newspaper. They're still um, they're still popular. They just they're just ingested in a different, a different way. way, right? And so I would imagine that people who are doing research is they're going to have to be comfortable with going online and looking at newspapers. Yes, and because thing, that's where they are now, right? Then there are a lot of newspapers online. But then there are still times where you have to go to the library. Um, But the online newspapers, and you have to remember that they are scanned in. And so some of these newspapers are really old. They were not in great condition when they were scanned. So a lot of them are hard to read. So you do have to keep that in mind. Um, But, I mean, it is what it is. You can't, you know, make the newspaper, an old newspaper, better quality. Yeah, you just have to hope that the company that scanned them for digital use did a good job at it because that's what it comes down to is the quality of the of the scan because the well, well you it, when you get old newspapers right. they they tend to you know yellow and mm-hmm. and crease yeah and so I understand that but it's still up to the company to offer good scans of those newspapers. And you have to remember that a lot of these were scanned in the 70s and 80s, not recently. So the equipment was different back then. So you get what you get when you get it. And sometimes when you go to the library, the microfilm or the actual bound book is not any better. It's just old newspaper. You can't guarantee that it's all going to be great. I would... I would think that going online and, you know, looking at newspapers is a good idea for people who are doing uh, research and and everything. But when you find something, what's the best way to use that information? Should you print it out? Should you try to find a original copy? I mean, what, what do you do with the information when you find it? I am a big paper person, and I should not be in this day and age, but I am. So if I'm at the library, it depends on the microfilm machine that I'm using. Some of them now are actually hooked up to current computers where you can put in your USB drive and save a copy. But then there are other times, like at the National Archives, where they're the original microfilm machines, and you have to print a copy if you want a copy. And then... I can come home and scan it to my computer if I wanted to. If you're using um, one of the genealogy newspaper subscriptions like newspapers.com, you can download those and save them to your computer. And you said those are subscription? They are. They Subscription-based, yes. if I can talk. Yes, they are. And they both have a free trial. I think it's like 14 days where you sign up and you get the first 14 days free. And that's what I did originally. I did the first 14 days free for each one of them, and then I canceled my subscription because I didn't, at that time, I didn't want to pay for it because they're over $20 a piece a month. And if you're not actively looking for newspapers every day, that was money that I could put somewhere else. Yeah, and if they're still doing a promotion like that with a free trial, sign up for that sucker and just spend two weeks That's just what I did. Get as, getting as much information as you possibly can mm-hmm. and then canceling your subscription. I mean, I'm sure people do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you so. can. And then you can also get it just for one month. 
you don't have to get it to where it's drawn out every oh, okay. um, month or whatever. So you can do it monthly. You, right. you can just cancel it. After yeah, if you month. think you're, you're going to need a whole month of research mm-hmm. in newspapers, then you can just get it for that month, and then um, you don't have to worry about canceling it. You just pay for that one time. Yeah, that makes sense. What about uh, access to different publications? So you talked about um, black newspapers. We know black newspapers are usually in smaller quantities. Smaller newspapers mm-hmm. aren't readily available like, you know, daily newspapers, right. general market are did you have a hard time finding those newspapers, or do you know if those types of newspapers are available? Um, they are available. I did not have a hard time finding it. Once I knew that I was looking for the Arkansas State Press, I knew I could find it in one of two places for sure. I knew I could go to the state archives because they have all the newspapers from around the state from the 1860s into the present on microfilm. And I live close to the University of Arkansas in Fayetteville, and they have a special collections, and they too have almost all of the newspapers from around the state as well on microfilm. So if you live close to a state archive, I would suggest going there. Um, I would suggest going to um, a, a college library. Um, and if all else fail, because the state, the Arkansas State Press that I got, I got it through interlibrary loan from Little Rock, the Little Rock Library, Public Library. So don't be afraid to go to your local library and just ask the question, do you have interlibrary loan? Can you get them from this library? This is what I'm looking for. And then you can go to that library and see if it's there. Yeah, I would bet that most libraries have that, right. you know, where you can you can check something out from another mm-hmm. um, library, even if it's not in your you know, local region. Right, because I didn't it. know I could do that in Newport. I can could. you do it across, across state? So is it just I have, interstate? I have, but I've only done it um, in Missouri and Texas, and I know those are border states. I don't know if that makes a difference. Mm. Um, when I emailed the Saginaw, Michigan Public Library, I did inquire about interlibrary loan, and they said they don't do it out of state, period, not even to border states. Oh. But since they don't do that, they have people on staff that actually will go through the newspaper for you if you have the date or date range. And then they will scan it and email or email it to you. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, you don't want to lose your stuff, right? right? If you if you if you're the library, you don't want your stuff leaving your building, let alone leave the state. Correct. So, I get it. So that makes sense, but, but it never hurts to if, ask. Yeah. So if you have an option of doing interlibrary loan, even if it's just in, within the state, mm-hmm. it may help you in your research. And then don't forget to maybe you have family members in other states that they can go to the library for you right. and get what you need and, you know, you handle it that way. So there are ways that you mm-hmm. can get, you know, the Newspapers. information right. and the things that you need. So Because in this day and age, there are very few people that actually live in the community that they're researching. I don't actually live in Newport. I'm very lucky that I still live in the state, and my uh, my father still lives in Newport, so I'm in Newport quite a bit. But there are people who don't live in the state that need 
are, are looking for newspapers. And that is a good way to try to get them is through interlibrary loan or going to the regional offices of the um, National Archives. There are eight. I don't remember them all the top of my head. But like Arkansas, Texas, Louisiana, and Mississippi, they're all in the same region. So and that regional office is in Texas, in Dallas. So people who live in Texas that may visit Dallas that have you know, family from Mississippi would be able to go to that regional office and look for Mississippi records, being newspapers, census records, tax records, and things like that. And the, and the thing is, is you you may find more than just the obituary that you're looking for. Right. So I think the um, picture of your grandfather in the singing group oh, that you didn't know, yeah, you didn't know he was in a singing group, not. but. You found that information out. So even though it wasn't, you know, a an obituary Correct. or it didn't really, quote unquote, help you in mm-hmm. your it was journey, it was a good find because right. you mm-hmm. learned more about, sometimes you, you get caught up in just trying to place a name, name and dates. or dates and things like that and not try to figure out who they were yeah. because a lot of times um, people aren't alive anymore that knew these people. Right. And so you have to rely on things like newspaper newspaper articles articles and church records and things like that. You find out about grandfather being a part of a singing group. To tell the story. And you can't sing. So Um, it it didn't pass down to you. Actually, I sing very well. No, you don't. I have one of those church voices that's really good when in the congregation. When you everybody else, yeah. yeah, except except for the person who's standing <laughs> next to you. So whatever. <laughs> um, so what would be some tips for the person who is either new to genealogy and researching, or people who haven't started using newspapers yet? What would you tell them, you know, to do? My first thing I would do is if you have names and dates already, I would definitely get um, a free trial to newspapers.com or Genealogy Bank or some type of newspaper subscription site like that. Because the good thing about those is you can put in a name and a date and it'll come up and you can search by state. Um, You can search just by date and things like that. You can also put in, because I put in my home church, St. Paul Amy Church, Newport, Arkansas, and a date range. And I was able to find articles about my grandparents doing stuff in the church and things like that. So that's something very convenient that you can do and you're able to find a lot. Unlike when you go on microfilm, you have to know what you're looking for. You have to know the date of the newspaper and at least the name of the article Um, or some kind of heading that you're looking for. But you don't have to do that with the newspaper subscription sites. So that would be something that would be pretty easy um, to utilize and is user-friendly because, like I said, you can just put in a name and a date or a city and a date or a church or whatever it is that you're looking for, and you'll be able to find out some additional information. Are there... 
any other websites or um, services that um, people can use to research newspapers? I know you mentioned newspapers.com. Um, and you mentioned another one. Which, Genealogy Bank. Yeah. So are there any others than those? And there are, but I don't know any off the top of my head. Yeah, they use those. Um, I know that you can get some um, newspapers on Ancestry. They have started um, digitizing newspapers. So you can get some there, but of course you do have to pay for that as well. But no, I can't think of any because those are the three. The Library of Congress is free. Um Genealogy Bank and newspapers.com are the three main ones that I use. Um, so um, what would you say has been your um, best find in newspapers so far? I would have to say um, I found my three times great-grandfather's Emancipation Papers, That's right. Freedom Papers. I forgot about that. And the Arkansas True Democrat in 1863. Yeah, I remember that. I forgot. It, and I found the information um, from a family member that had information about our family, and he was like the first person that they knew about, um, Robert Hatchett. And all they had was that it was in the newspaper, and I had that information for about six months trying to figure out how I can find it out and see where is this. And then it dawned on me. It has the newspaper and the date. I can just go to the library and find this newspaper. And so I went online to the University of Arkansas library website and put in Arkansas True Democrat with the date, the year, and they had it on microfilm. So I went up there one Saturday and look through it. Which, finding that in turn helped you receive membership into the sons and daughters of the U.S. Middle Passage. Because you wouldn't have been able to no. join without him. No, I would not have. Because you have to have found and, and proved yeah. that you are, in fact, um, descendant. a descendant of an enslaved person. Correct. Right? And I yeah. had to prove that he was actually enslaved. Yeah. So, so that, like, proved it. Right. Because it, it said, said that he was, he was being emancipated. Correct. Uh, from, from the his, Powell Plantation. The owner, right? Right. From his owner. Yeah. Yeah. And it was in a newspaper. But back then, that's how the owners proved that they had freed their slaves. They put it, they announced it in the newspaper, and then the slaves had to actually carry their papers on them if they were ever questioned. Which is a blessing because, you know, people didn't tell the names of their slaves in too many places, right? Correct. I mean, you look at census records and things, Mm -hmm. you know, you would just see male, female, mm -hmm. or... Just that's it in their age. Or in their age, right. And so you have, sometimes you have to, you know, look through and try to guess based on age, based on, you know, sex, based on whatever. When I think he might have been born. And so in 1860, he would have been 15. So this, one of these three men could have been him. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't know for sure. But in the newspaper, because I guess because they wanted to prove that they, 
did emancipate, you know, their slaves, they put their names in, too. And it was Pickett, which, not Powell. Sorry. That's another side of my family. Uh, the Pickett Plantation. But that's something that you wouldn't find if you didn't put a name into, you know, the search field. And right. it comes up with more than just an obituary. Right, because that would be the only way that we knew who owned our family. Which led to other conversations with um, a lady who wrote a book about them yeah. or something. Or mm-hmm. and, I don't know. I don't remember. You You might have to remind yeah, me exactly. You, it was book. a while ago. It wasn't was, it? He, she wrote the book, um, W.H. Pickett owned my three times great-grandfather. And his brother, A.C. Pickett, um, is who the lady wrote the book about because he was part of the American-Spanish War, and that's who she was researching. And so I contacted her to see if she had any knowledge or knew where I could find any of their family's papers to try to get further back from Robert to see Mm -hmm. if I could find Robert's um, mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's just, that's cool because a lot of people don't find out. I mean, they know that their, um, that their families, you know, were slaves, yeah. but they, they don't know like who, and it's sad, you know, right. it's a terrible, you know, situation. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's real life. That's it's, our it's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. It's our it's our history, and um, and knowing that information just, you know, I would imagine just kind of fills a larger gap than just having a name and a date of right. birth, date of death, and that's it, it. It does. It means something. I mean, to see that in the newspaper from 1863 with his name on it, that means a lot. It shows me... The things that, you know, my family may have gone through, had to endure, for me to be able to sit here and talk to you about genealogy research today. So, yeah, it helped, you know, not only bridge the gap, but it gave me a sense of pride. I mean, I know where I'm from. I know what he had to go through. Yeah, and it... And it came from a newspaper, Correct. right? Yes, and it did. So, I'll start it with a newspaper article. And you can easily just discount newspapers, you know, in 2018 yes. because you just don't see newspapers around anymore. But don't discount newspapers. You can find a lot of information about, you know, your family, about, you know... Your town. Whatever you're looking for, mm-hmm. you can find it in the newspaper. And so... Um, I would, you know, encourage people to use newspapers. What, what would you, what advice would you give um, someone uh, who may be looking through newspapers and they just hit a brick wall and not finding anything? I would say if you have the time, um, take a break because I have definitely looked at newspapers for hours upon hours, even when I know the actual date that I'm looking for, and I can't find it. Take a break, relax, go for a walk, or, you know, just stretch your legs, give your eyes a rest, and then come back to it. And it's it's like looking at it with fresh eyes. So don't give up. Always go back and, you know, look at newspaper, especially if you know the information is there, you just have to find it. 
Yeah. I would recommend that you talk to the workers inside the library mm-hmm. because they may be able to help, especially if you're in the town that you're researching. Right. A lot of those people who work in a library have lived there their their whole lives and and some libraries have genealogy uh departments right. and they are they specialize in that and having another person, you know, look at it or give you tips or they may, may even know somebody. Right. Um don't be afraid, don't be so frustrated and that you're afraid to ask somebody there right. to help you because that's what the library that's what is. They're there for. They are a resource right. of information. And even if they don't have a genealogy department, they may know somebody or somewhere to go um, to help you. Right. Another thing I would suggest is to contact that local historical society. Most cities or counties have a local historical society, and their main purpose is to preserve the history of that city or that county. And most of the time, that is newspapers, because if you think about it, up until probably 30 years ago, most of the information that was, you know, communicated with was in newspapers. So a lot of the historical societies have either helped scan in um, newspapers on microfilm. They've helped newspaper companies buy the books. They wouldn't have a lot of knowledge on where you can find the newspapers, if they've been even digitized, and if they have, what company owns those rights to the, dig- to the, to the digital copies. So the local historical society would be a, a wealth of knowledge, I believe. I know my the one in Jackson County was to me. Okay, so do you have... Any other information or tips or advice for people before we end the episode? Um, no, just my general advice. Um, keep researching. If you know dates and names, then you can find out the information, what I like to call um, research in the dash, which would be the story between birth and death. Um, just keep at it. Keep researching. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for questions. So we hope this information um, provided today um, helps you in some sort of way. Uh, hope, hopefully it gives you the, some motivation or some encouragement or just some new information to help you lead you in your journey uh, through your uh, family tree and the research that you're doing. And uh, if you're listening and uh, you haven't started it but want to, I hope this is a good place uh, for to you to start. So um, just one announcement. Um, Trisha and I decided to attend the uh, Afro-American Historical and Genealogical Society Conference. That's a mouthful. <laughs> um, I think I'll just say A A H G S. I think they say they call it AUGS. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So we're going to um, that conference in October um, in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. or it's right outside right. Philadelphia. Um, and so we'll be going to that conference, and we're hoping to do a podcast while we're there. So. 
I'm working on trying to figure out, uh, you know, the uh, traveling part of uh, um, doing a mobile right, podcast. the logistics. So making sure that that we can do that. So um, we're looking to do some interviews mm-hmm. while we're there. So if you're going to be there and you're interested in being a part of our podcast, uh, reach out to us and let us know. Um, that you can email uh, journey through the generations at gmail.com and Trisha and I will contact you back and see if there's something that we can do together. Um, and we're looking just to meet, you know, new people and, um, work on my networking. Yeah. Do some networking and do a podcast right. while we're there. So, so that's coming up. And just want to remind you too is uh, don't forget to uh, follow us on social media. We're on Twitter right now. It's the only social media place right. we are right now. Um, the handle uh, Twitter name is Gen Journey Blog. Um, also, Trisha's writing a blog. It's been a while. I think you're due for a blog post. I'm right? well overdue. <laughs> um, if you'd like to read uh, Trisha's blog post. Go and subscribe to her blog at journeythroughthegenerations.com. Uh, you can subscribe and you'll get notification um, every time she um, uh, posts a blog. And she also has been doing that for well over a year now. And so there's a lot of posts there um, about varying pieces of information right. and things. There's three about newspapers. Yeah, so... I'll go back and read some of the uh, older um, blog posts that she has on there. And then, of course, the podcast. Um, tell a friend. Tell someone you know who's into genealogy or maybe thinking about it uh, to listen to our podcast. Um, certainly subscribe to our podcast. You can find us on uh, Apple Podcast and also on Google Play. And we try to do um, a post or an episode about every w- month, once a month. And so we'll be back um, at the end of August, early mm-hmm, September-ish. Right. Try to do it the first week yeah. of the month. Um, there's some traveling that's going to be involved but right we'll get around it done. there. But we'll try to get it, we'll done, get it done around that. And anything else? Did I forget anything? I um, think that's it, right? No, I think that's all. Yep. So we really appreciate you taking the time to listen. Um, Tell a friend about us, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks so much. Don't forget, love the journey. All right.